Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again. We are here to receive instruction from you so that, Father, we can be able to live out the life that you have ordained for us. We pray for wisdom, we pray for understanding. We pray for revelation, we pray for insight. Grant us, O God of glory, these privileges today to receive and to hear you accurately. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so we're dealing with wisdom for living. <clears throat> Excuse me, and this is going to be part number two on this subject that we're dealing with. I'm going to be picking out a few things that causes you to see what wisdom is and how you'll be able to live out the wisdom that God has ordained for us through the world. <clears throat> Alright, let's look at first of all, again, simple definition, like I gave last week. Job 28 verse number 12. Job 28 verse number 12. And the other Bible says, Job 28 verse number 12. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is a place of understanding? It's a question. Where can we find wisdom? Where can we find wisdom? And where is a place of understanding? Remember in Proverbs, I mean, yes, Proverbs, we read that Proverbs 4 7. Get wisdom without getting get understanding. Is that okay? Right. And we say understanding is basically the application of wisdom. The knowledge you have about the things you got to know and applying it, that's wisdom. And so, the scripture is asking us this morning a question again, I mean, and saying, where can you find wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? How can you find that? Okay, let's go once again to James, James chapter 1 verse number 5. James 1 verse number 5. Hallelujah. James 1 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. If any of you lack wisdom, ask from God. That is to say, you can lack wisdom. It's no guarantee that because you're human, therefore you have wisdom. No, not true. And asking for wisdom is Directly connected to when situations are prevailing and you want to find out what is the mind of God, like Pastor Kinsley was trying to say. That's wisdom. You have a terrible situation, you have a difficult situation, you have an issue. What's the next thing you are supposed to do? Ask God, what is your mind in this situation? How do you want me to react in this circumstance? Are you there with me? Ask God if you lack wisdom. If situations are critical and you don't know exactly what to do, go back to God. Don't take up issue with people. Go back to God and find out how he wants you to respond to such situations. That is wisdom. If you lack wisdom and you say you should do what? You should ask God. So more or less we are trying to answer that question that says, where can you find wisdom? And where can you find understanding? It's all from God. Hallelujah. Okay, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I mean chapter 4. And let's read from 
verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse number 4. Okay, take from verse 5 alone. Let me see if that's be okay. Behold, I've taught you status and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do so in the land whither you go to possess us. I've taught you status, I've taught you judgments. Amen. Moses is speaking. And go to verse number six. Keep therefore and do them, for this is what your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nation which shall hear of this status and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people what shall be your wisdom the status the judgment I've taught you what Moses is trying to tell the people is there's no nation that have the laws of God like Israel had and he's saying, applying these laws, the rest of the nation will be amazed. And I say, this is a wise and understanding people. So where do you find wisdom? From God? Through which medium? Through the word. Praise the living God. In applying the word of God, you manifest the word wisdom. As the people around that sees you walking in the light of the word of God, we say, you are a wise person. If you turn it around, the foolish man is the person that does not apply the word of God to his life on a daily basis. Are you there with me? Keep therefore and do them. We said that in the Sunday school. It's not a matter of reading it. It's not a matter of... It's application of the word of God to your life on a daily basis. That is what is wisdom. And may we know that you are wise by the simple application of the word of God to your life. I'm still giving a simple definition. So when we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about the word of God. The world, that, the life that comes out of the world. The first time we read from NIT, talk about discipline and being successful. All based on the word. They said the Proverbs, the word of God given to you is to cause you to be disciplined and then you're going to be successful. Hallelujah. And so Moses is telling these people here, when you do the word, when you apply the word, other nations will see you and say, there is no nation like this one that have God so nigh to them by reason of the word of God. The wisdom of Israel was based on the word that God gave to them. Which he never gave to any other nation. But now he's made it available unto us. So a primary way of spending this is the church has to be a place of wisdom. And you are the one that makes up the church. So if you are the one that makes up the church, God expects you to be a wise person. By implication, your home, your life, the church you attend to, whatever it is, Ought to be bound on what? On wisdom. Application of the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you there? Look at Proverbs 2 verse 2. Proverbs 2 verse number 2. So that thy incline the ear unto wisdom and apply the heart to what? Understanding. Incline your ear. Take it from any simpler translation. Incline the pay attention to wisdom. 
Give good space to wisdom. That's right. If you make insight your priority and would take note forward for an answer. Praise the living God. Get understanding. Get wisdom. Incline their ears to it. Pay attention to the word of God. Take the word of God serious. For your life this year, if I may say. Because that is part of the discipline you are going to go through. And after that, you'll be successful. In whatever you are going to set forth your hand to do. Praise the living God. Alright. Okay. Let me take this and then I'll move down to something else. Jeremiah 8 verse number 9. Eight number nine. The wise men are shame. They are dismayed and taken low. They have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom is in them. That is to say, when you forsake God and try to depend on yourself, that is the church, the wise men. Who are the wise men? Stay people who are supposed to be children of Israel. That God gave the word to. They forsook the word and they are trying to live their life based on their own instinct and thought. And God said they are now ashamed and are dismayed. One of the things that your non-application of the word of God will do for you is to bring into place some embarrassment because you take actions that are not congruent to your life and that does not fit into your status as a child of God. When you don't apply the word, you bring yourself to a place of ridicule and shame. Praise the living God. Are you following me? So I want you to get this. Now, I want to look at something very simple. As a child of God in the true sense, even as a father in the home. So, I'm just calling this wisdom for political leaders. Look at Proverbs, I mean, Psalm chapter 10, I mean, sorry, 105, verse 22. The book of Psalm, Psalm 105, verse 22. Wisdom for political leaders, or head of organizations, or head of department, or head of families. Hallelujah. And he says, to bind his princess at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. If you take it from the top, you understand basically this is talking about Joseph in Egypt. Joseph in Egypt was to teach the senators in Egypt wisdom on how to live, how to manage the affairs of Egypt was in the hand of Joseph because he had wisdom. And where is the wisdom coming from? Again, we know Joseph as a Hebrew young man, he got the Torah. He read the Torah. He knows exactly how to apply the word of God to the situation that he finds himself. He got to teach senators wisdom. In a true sense, I used to tell people this. Do you believe in politics? Sure, why not? Hmm? Yeah. If you understand something, I will not have room to teach you all of that. The South Africa ANC came into force to Christian people in South Africa. So the struggle for liberation of South Africa from racism was founded on Christianity. Is that okay? In the true sense, we are supposed to have Christians in the parliament, in the house of Senate, whatever the case may be, to be able to make rules that runs the country. So here is Joseph full of the wisdom of the word of God and become instructors to senators where? In Egypt. Are you following what I'm saying here? That means you as a head in your family, you are supposed to live your life based on wisdom. In instructing 
all that are under you based on the wisdom of God. You want a good home? You need wisdom, which is the word of God. You need a good family? You need the application of what? The word of God. No two words about that. Praise the living God. Go with me to Matthew 13 verse 54. Matthew 13 verse 54. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue. Insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence have this man, this wisdom, and this mighty works? Where have this man, this wisdom, and this mighty work? On Sunday I did explain to you, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. You remember that? Praise the living God. And so he was teaching the people and they were wondering the kind of thing he was saying. The explanation was given to them. How he was describing how life should be based on the word of God. From when this man, where did he learn this wisdom from? Just like Joseph was teaching the senators in Egypt wisdom, even Jesus manifested that in the life of his people while he was living among them. Praise the living God. Are you still with me? Praise the Lord. So I want you to get that right. If you are a leader, you are a leader in your home, wherever you find yourself, you need abundance of wisdom in instructing your people to have a stable environment. To be able to pull the people together, you need wisdom. That is beyond what you can find in books. Praise the living God. Are you still here with me? Alright. Okay. I'll show you something now. Holding your peace. A simple definition of wisdom. Go with me to the book of. This is holding your peace. Which is wisdom. Job 13 verse 5. Job 13 verse 5. Oh, that you will altogether hold your peace. And it should be what? Your wisdom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Altogether hold your peace. And it should be your wisdom. How many of you understand that you are not supposed to be talking all the time, even everybody's talking? How many of you understand that even if there is trouble, what are they going on? Wisdom demands that you keep your mouth shut. He who does not respond in times of trouble is a wise person. Husband is talking, wife is talking, children are talking, leaders are talking. At the same time, you have no wisdom. Being quiet is wisdom. Is that in the Bible? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I look at it from the life of Jesus. Isaiah 50, 53 verse 7. Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yea, he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the sharers is dumb. So he opened not what? His mouth. Wisdom personified. How many of you can really hold your peace? 
When people are talking, when there is trouble, when there is quarreling, how many of you can hold your peace? If two of you are quarreling, the man that is not talking is a wiser person than you is talking. That's what the Bible says. Are you still there with me? <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, to be honest. We don't know what we're doing. We quarrel. We explode. We do all manner of things. We don't know that we lack wisdom in so doing. Bible make this simple instruction. If you know, you want to pray, you know that your brother has offended you. Leave your sacrifices on the altar. Go to your brother. Reconcile. Listen. It's not that you offended a person. The person offended you. But he said, you is offended. You should be the one to go and reconcile. Why? The kingdom of God, the principle of the kingdom of God is always upside down. You give to get. You humble to be exalted. Are you following that? Somebody have offended you. You are requiring the person to come and apologize. The one saying, no, you go to that individual. Stop all your prayers. Stop all of those things you want to do. First go and reconcile with your brother. Then come and offer. And that's hard for us to do. Because on the natural level, we want the people to come and apologize. Our sister, what I did to you was wrong. <laughs> I was asking somebody a few days ago. There was real trouble somewhere. And I was called upon and I was looking at the people and I asked them. The person offended you said, yes, very badly. I said, okay, what did you do? Say, no, 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 I'm waiting. He has to come and apologize for what he did. I said, but that's not what the Bible taught us. Listen, you've got to be a child of God and like God. You, as a human being in Adam, offended God. What did God do? He sent his son. He came to you, even though you offended him, to reconcile you to himself, to bridge the enmity between himself. He came down, but you are the one that offended him. Are you still following what I'm talking about? You've got to be like a child of God. In your life. This is wisdom. If we know what I'm saying. And live by it. We will never have issues. In our homes. In our fellowships. Wherever the case may be. There will always be reconciliation. Because you who goes to the other person. You see. You are wiser. You are more humble. And the Bible says. He that humble himself. Shall be what? Exalted. Exaltation belongs to those who go on the path of peace. Are you listening to me? In Judges chapter 6, it's a typical story. We don't need to go read that. But you know when, thank you Lord. <laughs> when God spoke to Gideon to destroy the altar of Baal that his father was worshipping. I mean, if you remember this story. The Bible says he went in the night. Is that okay? And destroyed the altar of Baal. And the next day they said, who has done this? He kept quiet. Wisdom required that you be silent in the midst of trouble. It was his father that came and I said, why are we even troubling about it? If Baal is God, let him defend himself. How many of you remember that? But if you were the one, what will you do? Hey, I'm the one. 
God asked me to destroy this altar. And I've done it in the will of God. You see, <laughs> some years back, there was this young guy at a place called Odiabidi. I was called upon and I said, I should come, let's pray and intercede for this man and see what we can do with it. What happened? This man in the night went and destroyed the altar of the community. After I finished destroying the altar, the next day people got up and said, Hey, who did this? And they trapped him, they brought him, took him to the open square, stripped him naked, got a big bowl of water, was on leaves that were unable to scratch your body, sank him inside. In the open square, everybody gathered and you see the madness that this guy was demonstrating right there because of the scratching. It was a pastor. And they came to call me. Let's go and pray. I said, no, you don't pray for people like that. What is going through with teaching wisdom? In the first place, it was God that told Gideon, did God tell you to go and destroy the other people? This is the, the wisdom is the word of God, isn't it? God never instructed you. You're trying to prove spirituality. You want to destroy the people's altar. Now you are scratching your body in the open square. He said, I should come and pray. No need for that. By the time you finish scratching, you will learn something. And he said, because Gideon did that, you have to do that. Who told you that? Until the world becomes a remnant, you can't do it. Is that okay? It's time, sometimes you'll be silent in the midst of provocation that explains your wisdom, that reveals your wisdom. But we respond to everything people say. We react to everything, every insult given to us. Jesus opened not his mouth. Like a lamb before the shearer, he was dumb. You got to be like Christ, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to be like Christ. For peace to reign on this earth, we got to have the Christ spirit. That's why it's called the Prince of Peace. One of the ways by which a manifests his peace is to be dumb in the midst of provocation, in the midst of insult, in the midst of abuse. You got to be dumb. A pastor has an issue going on. He was highly, highly offended by somebody that he loved so much. And so, and this other guy really made some sarcastic statements, some insult, whatever, against this pastor. And the pastor felt like he got to do something. But he mentioned this to one of his deacons in the church. And the deacon told him, sir, this is the point. You are right in whatever act you want to take. But look at this simple parable. There was a madman, I mean, there was a madman in the city. And then somebody was in the bathroom. Those open one in those times, right? Was taking his bath. And the madman came, you know, you throw your cloth there. I mean, if you notice those things, right? The madman came and picked the cloth and ran away. It is said that if the man taking the bath runs out naked, then they will not know who is with the madman. Therefore, if this guy have done this to you and you want to do this, we will not be able to know who is mad. That was enough for the pastor to come down. Why respond to fully? It's more wiser and more of maturity to keep your mouth shut. In the times of provocation. 
Are you following that? Just look at what he said there in the book of Job. I read it again. Job 13 verse 5. All that you will altogether hold your peace and it should be what? Your wisdom. Just keep quiet. Just keep silent. That becomes your wisdom. Don't be a fool because of somebody's foolishness. Praise God, somebody. Are we here? <laughs> Look at Proverbs 11 verse 12. I personally like this. God, I was studying and so much was coming to me. As a matter of fact, I repented and regretted certain actions I've taken before now. That I, I begin to see it will have been wiser for me to keep quiet. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor. But a man of understanding who let his peace. No matter what is going on. If you have understanding, you will do what? You hold your peace. Amen? The man that is despising his neighbor is a foolish one. But the one that has understanding will do what? Will hold his peace. That means you will be despised. Somebody will despise you. Somebody will want to run you down. Somebody will want to tarnish your image. Somebody will want to defame you. But if you have understanding, you hold your peace. That is why God will say in this world, the battle is mine. Our vengeance belongs to God. Hold your peace and let him fight the battles for you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Praise the living God. You see, <laughs> I will touch that maybe next week. But let me just say this. You see, in, in, in John chapter 7, the brethren of Jesus told him, Let's go to Jerusalem. You can't be doing this kind of miracle in this small. Go to Jerusalem, perform miracles, then they will know that the miracle worker is come. And he simply told them, I am not going. So your time is here, but my time is not yet. They left for the city. But what happened the next day? They find Jesus there. If you were to be the one, you will have been called a liar. But this is simply the application of wisdom. If he had gone as at when they were asking him to go, he was going for his death. He knew he was going to die in Jerusalem. He is aware of that. But the time to die have not come. Therefore, he's not going there to perform any miracle. Wisdom. You go to places that you are not supposed to be into. You join clubs you are not supposed to belong to. You open your mouth wide about the things that God has blessed you with. In the midst of those who hate you. And they cut your life short. And you be plotting the enemy. Nothing. It's your foolishness. This is Jesus of all glory. Refuse to go. Find the brother and tell you, go. But it is that I'm not going. It's not your time. It's always your time. It's not your time. It's I know I'm going to die in Jerusalem, but this is not the time. That means if you have followed the instruction of his relation, he will die before his time. See, you can live this life to your full age by simple application of what? Of wisdom. Maybe I should progress. I don't know if I'm going to take this for a long time. 
even the food you eat. Sometimes because you don't apply wisdom, you cut your age short. How many of you understand what I'm saying? A few years ago, 2008, somebody gave me a book. I lost it now, I can't find it. It's called Eating According to Your Blood Group. Is that okay? Yeah, because he saw me find some, I mean, I was getting these issues and all that. I said, hey, David, Pastor, you see, it has to do with the food you're eating. What's your blood group? I said, I'm B. B plus. Okay, fine. There are certain food you don't eat. It's just simple wisdom. You see, we said, for instance, we don't eat starchy food, whatever, you know, as the case may be, right? So, at the point, they recommended, uh, what do you call it? Is it a, there's this other thing, not a mala, but there's this other one, like wheat. They recommended wheat for me. Don't eat, ordinary bread, eat wheat bread. Guess what? When they start making wheat for me, I start expanding. Wheat is no good for my body. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I have a friend. If he takes too much oranges, he gets into trouble. You eat according to your blood group. That's why the book of Leviticus is so perfectly strong in terms of healthy eating. But we don't know that. We think it's Old Testament. We eat all trash. Lack of wisdom is what is killing us. I will touch that. So hold your peace. That shows you are a wise person. Just be relaxed. No matter what is going on, pray for calmness. Are you sitting there with me? When things are going rough, just say, God help me. Holy Spirit help me. Just control your mouth. Just control your tongue. How many of you understand that? Every war we have today in this life comes from somebody saying something. Where's are the result of the wars we have? You have to understand that. That's why you should control what you say if you want peace. Communism that is in the world today, like Russia, China, all of those places that doesn't practice democracy, practice communism, he came in through a young man called Karl Marx. He put his word down in a piece of paper, and that's why they developed communism. And the rest of those people are in bondage today because young men say something. Words are powerful. Be careful what you say, even when you're angry. Be careful what you say, even when you're provoked. Be careful. For words are time bombs. They can explode at any point in time. And he who goes that way lacks wisdom. That's what I'm trying to say. Are you following me? It's so important you understand this simple principle from the Bible. As touching the simple definition of what? Of wisdom. How to hold your peace in times of what? Provocation. Praise the Lord. Are you still here? Okay, let's take this one. I'll let you go today. Proverbs 19, verse number 8. We're starting this year dealing with wisdom, how we'll be able to keep ourselves. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Praise the Lord. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. In other words, life comes alive 
when you walk in wisdom. Hallelujah. He that keep it on a Sunday shall find good. Wisdom in his side. Wisdom in his side. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? You want to, you want to be happy? You gotta walk with wisdom. You want to have fellowship with everybody, as it were. You gotta walk with wisdom. You want peace in your home, in your church, in the family. You gotta walk with wisdom. You love your own soul. I mean, if you understand that, if I have a problem with my uncle now, hmm? He'll be troubled, I'll be troubled. Because both of all be thinking. Are you getting what I'm talking about? A peace will fly out of the window. The joy you are supposed to have will fly out. Just remembering that name alone. Just because you have a problem with that individual. So, why put yourself in such imprisonment just because you can open your mouth because you are angry? No. Are you following what I'm talking about? Just keep your peace. He that finds wisdom, love his own soul. You keep your own soul. Hallelujah. You keep your own soul. You love your own soul. Your mind, your will, your intellect, and emotion, they'll be at peace if you love wisdom. Hallelujah. Are you following me? I'm talking about how to live a life, practical living, practical application of wisdom. How are we going to go through this year? And on what? Based on the life and the situation we find ourselves. No matter how rough it is, keep your peace. Are you still there with me? I take this. Go with me to Job 37 verse number 7. Sorry. Job 32 verse number 7. Job 32 verse number 7. I said, they should speak. A multitude of years should teach what? Wisdom. That is to say, as you grow older, you are supposed to be wiser. Did you get that? Multitude of years, ages you spend on that teaches you wisdom. <laughs> you see, that's why they said a fool of 40 is a fool forever. Because as fast as you are growing old, you become wiser. The way you were responding to matters when you were young, that's not the way you respond to them when you get old. As you're getting older, you're getting wiser. That's why I say gray hair is a sign of what? Of wisdom. But so many of us have gray hairs, but we still act like babies. That's why we're not following the principle that the older you become, the wiser you become. Are you still following me? <laughs> you need to get these things. That's why you don't read your Bible. And ask God, Father, how am I going to live through this moment of time? How am I going to go on from this year onward? What life am I supposed to live? The older you become, the wiser you are supposed to be. But we find that among ourselves, think about that. Do we see things like that? Practical application of wisdom because of the age you have attained. On the face of death. We celebrate bad days. 
But we celebrate the wisdom that accompanied the bodies in our old age. Think about that. Hallelujah. It's expected that what will kill a young man is not supposed to kill you as an adult. Because you ought to know better. Are you sitting there with me? I want you to get this part. As we deal with this subject of practical living, which has to do with wisdom for living. I need you to get this part. The older you become, the wiser you ought to be. Old age is equivalent to what? Wisdom. Do you find that today? Even among us in homes? Think about that. Hallelujah. He was trying to say something during Sunday school that what an old man sees sitting down, even if a young man climbs a tree, he can see it. Did you understand that? You have to understand that simple parable. Isn't this wise? The old man sees the future and the actions you are taking, the result of the action, an old man can tell you, but you don't know about it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what he's just trying to say. So when our old man touches, he just relies. He said, no, 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 no. Look at what you have done to me. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. That is your age. The old man knows that your next action you are taking is going to be a problem for you where? In the future. He sees ahead because of his past experiences. The more we grow as people, the more wiser we become. We just pray God give us this grace. Are you listening to me? In solving problems, in resolving issues, wisdom should speak. Wisdom should speak. And don't act from your emotional state. Don't act from your instinct. No. Wisdom should speak. One good thing about this thing is this. Word of God can never fail you. The wisdom from God can never fail you. If you trust Him, it can never fail you. But your own mindset and, and instinct and, and trying to, 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 to protect your family life, they will always fail you. Anything you do to protect your image outside of God's mind and spirit, we end up in disaster. You know why? <laughs> Jesus told Peter, I will make you fishers of men. I will make you. That means you can make yourself. But I will make you. And if God makes you, no man can make you. That's why the glory you have cannot be taken away from you by any other man. Except it's not given to you by God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He called Abraham and said, I will make you a father of many nations. I will make you. It's God that makes men. You don't have any power to make yourself glorious. It's God that makes men. Every glory and honor you ever have must come from God. Any other thing outside of that is doomed to failure. For by strength shall no man prevail. All good things come from God. Hallelujah. All good wisdom come from God. And I remember they went to John. And they told John, say, listen, this man that you baptize the river Jordan, more people are going to him. What did he tell them? He said, no man can receive anything except it is given to him from above. 
Your greatness comes from God. Your honor comes from God. Your excellence comes from God. Anything you want to boast of, it comes from God. The older you become, the more wiser you become. Wisdom teaches you not to respond to all situations. You must keep your peace. And that's because you love your soul. Are you following what I'm talking about? If you love your soul, keep your peace. Stand up somebody. I just need us to pray. We continue from there next week. If need be, I think, and we probably have to start doing this even in Bible studies so that we can be able to run through because just four weeks in the month will not be enough. I need you to pray. Talk to the Father. Just talk to your Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom. 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 Wisdom is what we're talking about. Talk to your Father. How wise are you by implication? How much of the word of God are you keeping? How much of the intent and purpose of God have been revealed to you? Are you observant? How are you walking amongst people? How are you walking amongst people? Friends, relation, husband, wife. How? What's your relationship? What's your relationship? How old are you now? And what wisdom are you exhibiting? <laughs> what is your age? Now, have you truly come to that fact to realize that by reason of your age, you are full of wisdom? Don't waste your years. Don't, don't, don't allow your years to be wasted. That is to live without the application of wisdom. Then it becomes wasted years. Talk to God. Remember Proverbs 1 3. We're talking of discipline and becoming successful. As we apply the word, as we apply the wisdom of God, which is the word of God. People will say there is no nation like this nation that God is so nigh to them and full of wisdom. There is no individual in the city as wise as this one because he's full of the word of God. He knows the word of God. He can apply the word of God. Talk to God. I just need us to pray. This is personal. So that as you step in into the next year, I mean, just which we are, the next season, you should be able to know exactly what God and how He wants you to walk. What's your relationship with your husband? He speaks one, you speak two. What's your relationship with your friends? He speaks one, you speak four. Don't think about it. <laughs> We are talking about the more older you become, the more wiser you become. What you did yesterday, you can do today. <laughs> what you did three years ago cannot still be your portion. You can't be known for an attitude, a character that is wrong, even when you are not older. There are certain things that can be labeled and say, that is the way she is. But the more older you become, as you get older, they can no longer use that word. Because wisdom will tell you, that is your past life, this is not your new life. How will you learn to keep quiet 
in times of provocation. Pray for grace. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.